0: Good morning and welcome once again to Money Wise with Ray Lance of USA Wealth Group, your financial and retirement guide. Thanks for making us part of your morning. The mission of USA Wealth is to help you protect your family and protect your money.
1: And now here's your host, Ray Lance. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Money Wise. Thank you so much for listening every week. We like to talk about things every week that will be important to your family, important to your finances. And we like to say that our mission is to help you protect your family and to protect your money. And we also talk about things of interest in the community that deal with, oh, the environment or your finances in the environment. You know, we all live in a very wonderful area. We live in Buzzards Bay. In Buzzards Bay, we're blessed to have immense natural resources. I don't think anybody doesn't like looking at the ocean Hopefully this weekend and past weekends, you've been having a chance to go down and take a look at the water and the ocean. But we take that for granted too many times, I'm afraid. And we're blessed in this area that we have a wonderful organization with a 26-year history called the Buzzards Bay Coalition. And this morning we have several guests with us, including, I'm going to introduce first, Mr. Mark Bellinger. He's the Vice President of Development for the Buzzards Bay Coalition. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Ray. And thank you so much for being here.
0: Oh, it's really my pleasure.
1: Now, how long have you been with Buzz's Bay Coalition? Uh, almost two years now. Okay. And I know Vice President of Development, that means you're in charge of bringing funds and grants and donations and memberships. And...
0: That's, that's right. I, uh, I manage all of our fundraising and our uh, events that we do as well uh, to raise the profile of the organization. So we have um, over 8,000 members in the region who support the organization. We get... Uh, much of our funding, over 80%, comes from individuals, That's but phenomenal. we do get grants and government money as well. Good. We also have with us this morning Attorney Michael Coleman from Lance Law Inc.
1: Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Good to be here. And Michael is an estate planning attorney who specializes in doing wills and trusts. And I know that, Mike, you also do work in helping people uh, contribute money to charity or make charitable bequests in their estate plans if they like to do that.
2: Yeah, we do that many times. Um, People want to leave a certain amount of money to a charity or charities. So in our trust that we draft, we can certainly do that. And then last but certainly not least, we have my
1: wife, my favorite attorney, Attorney Tenny Lance from Lancelot Inc. Good morning, Tenny.
3: Good morning, everyone.
1: And Tenny, I know you do a lot of work helping people in charitable organizations but I want to pop back to uh, Mark Bellinger for just a moment, who's the Vice President of uh, Development for the Buzzes Bay Coalition. And I know that you do all the fundraising work. Uh, what is your background? Uh, have you been involved in banking or fundraising before,
0: Mark? Well, it's funny you should ask, Ray. I mean, I've been in this job for about two years, as I said. Before that, I was in management consulting and finance for a long time uh, in the for-profit world. Um, But I love this region. As you said, it's beautiful. I love this organization. And when an opportunity came up to do work for the Buzzards Bay Coalition, it was something I was passionate about. And I had done a little bit of fundraising work as a board member for some organizations. So I brought that experience to the table, and it's been a a wonderful experience.
1: Well, that's exciting to combine your interests as well as something that you really enjoy. Absolutely. Really love. You know, we we do take for granted
0: um, the wonderful thing that we know as Buzzards Bay, don't we? We, we do. I mean, we see it every day. We enjoy it. Um, we take our families out. We sail. We fish. We swim. Um, and it's a beautiful place, but uh, we all need to do our part to protect it if we want our kids and grandkids to enjoy it the way we do.
1: We have to leave a legacy for our family, whether we do it through estate planning, whether we do it through good stewardship in the environment that we live in. And Buzz's Bay Coalition has been the leader for 26 years in doing that.
0: That's absolutely right.
1: Well, first of all, thank you for the work that you do. And thank you for the work that the um, Buzz's Bay Coalition does. You know, I would venture to say that without the Buzz's Bay Coalition and the fine work that they do, we would have some fairly strongly polluted waters around here, wouldn't we?
0: Well, um, yeah, I think that's right. I mean, if you go back over our 26-year history, it's it's really the coalition and our, the strength of our members that have made a huge difference if you look at the cleanup of, of toxic pollution around the region, um, what's happening in New Bedford Harbor. Um, you know, the the cleanup of wastewater around the region. It's really been, been a huge amount of progress. We still have a lot of work to do, um, but uh, I think we're, we're proud to say we've been a part of, of a lot of the progress we've seen.
1: And every one of the things that the coalition does has a very positive impact on, on the quality of
0: our life. It really does. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, so many of us choose to live in this region because of the bay and because of the beauty of the, the region, and um, we want to try to do our best to protect it.
1: Now, I'd like to, first of all, give uh, some publicity to the fact that you're doing a special event on Tuesday, September 15th, and it's in downtown New Bedford. It's at the Buzzards Bay Coalition offices, and what's the address for that? It's
0: 114 Front Street, right downtown in New Bedford.
1: Okay, 114 Front Street, and the time of that is 6 to 8 p.m. That's correct. Now, the purpose of this is to give area residents not only information on estate planning, but also on charitable giving. And, Tenny, you're going to be a participant on that panel that's uh, giving this presentation.
3: I am. I'm honored to be asked and uh, participate in this terrific event.
1: So, Mark, is this event free, or is there any cost to join, to go? No,
0: it's absolutely free to the public. Um, It's an open event for the community that we're doing in conjunction with our friends at the Whaling Museum in New Bedford, as well as uh, UMass Dartmouth, and uh, we all heard from our members and donors and alumni that there was a need to um, learn a bit more about estate planning, learn about some charitable giving options. So um, we worked with with those folks to collaborate and put together a terrific, uh, terrific panel that will provide folks with some really hopefully useful, good information that they, <clears throat> that they can act on. Good. And if anybody's
1: listening this morning, we're going to talk a little bit this morning about charitable giving and charitable deductions and some really interesting things that you can do Because we all support various charities in one way or another, whether it's a church or an organization that we belong to. Uh, So this event, uh, which is on September 15th, which is a Tuesday, 6 to 8 o'clock at night, it's at 114 Front Street. And I know it's on the fourth floor, but you have
0: an elevator there. We do. It's an ADA accessible building with an elevator up to the fourth floor, yep. Okay, so should somebody make a reservation if they wish to go? No need to. Um, it's free and open to the public. They can just come out on the evening. If they have uh, questions, they can call the Buzzards Bay Coalition and we can answer them for them. But there's no need to reserve in advance.
1: And are we having refreshments that night? There, w-
0: there will indeed be refreshments. Right out of the harbor. We're going to have planes and <laughs> co and no, no. <laughs> I, I, w- I wish, but uh, no, it'll be a nice spread. It'll be a nice spread. Okay, well, that's good.
1: So we'll talk a little bit more about this event. But again, it's Tuesday, September 15th. 6 to 8 o'clock at night. It's in downtown New Bedford, 114 Front Street. There is parking around there. And this event is sponsored by uh, three organizations, Buzz's Bay Coalition, New Bedford Whaling Museum, and UMass Dartmouth Foundation. But the presenters, you've got different presenters who are actually going to be panelists and presenting. And That's right. one of them is uh, Tenny, Attorney Tenny Lance, and the other is uh, Craig Dutra from the Community Foundation in New Bedford. You've got somebody coming from Bay State Financial as well. So you'll have three speakers. That's right. And a lot of opportunity not only to see your wonderful building in downtown New Bedford, um, but also to learn some information about estate planning and charitable giving. So we're looking forward to this event, and we hope that many people listening can take an opportunity to join us. Mark, did you ever hear of Thomas Aquinas? I did, yeah. Okay, So Thomas Aquinas once said, Charity brings to life again those who are spiritually dead. Because we're talking about charity today, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Um, That's a
0: great quote. Even
1: uh, Aristotle, the old famous Greek philosopher, let's see, I think he'd be about 3,000 years right now, 3,000 years old. He was a pretty old guy. The unfortunate need people who will be kind to them. The prosperous need people to be kind to so, some quotations about charity. I'll let you give a few quotations to uh, uh, incite people's minds as we're talking about things like charity. So, let's talk a little bit about what are some of the things that the Buzz's Bay Coalition
0: does. Well, we really do work in three main areas. One is what we call advocacy, which is we're working in town halls around the region on Beacon Hill to make sure that regulations and laws get passed to protect the bay, to keep it clean from oil spills, from pollution. We've got a team of folks um, at town meetings on Beacon Hill every day of the year uh, fighting for the bay. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's all backed up by um, science. We have uh, over 150 people who regularly monitor the bay for us, volunteers, and tell us about um, the clarity, the quality of the water. And we use that information to inform the work that we do um, in in cities and towns around the bay.
1: So that's the advocacy side. That's the
0: advocacy side. And do you
1: do public programs also for kids and things? We
0: do. The second big piece of what we do is what we call um, public engagement or outreach. Mm-hmm. And so we're in schools. We're at camps and community centers teaching kids about the Bay, teaching kids about their local environment. We've found and research shows that, um, you know, the, f- the more that folks are connected to the outdoors and the environment, the more they're going to become good stewards of it when they get older. So we're doing a lot of work with kids and families to connect them to the beauty of this region.
1: It starts when they're young, doesn't it? Does it does indeed.
0: Yep. yep. Um, and then the third piece of what we do, and a lot of people don't know this, is uh, we're actually a, a land conservation organization as well. We're a, we're a, an accredited land trust. We've protected over 7,000 acres of land all around the bay. Um, and the reason we do that is that open space or land uh, on the coast acts as a natural filter from, for the bay. So if you think about acid rain or septic system runoff or whatever it is, as it passes through a forest, that helps clean it before it enters the bay. So. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of work and work with local land trusts to make sure that we can maintain uh, and preserve the open space around the bay.
1: Well, as we said earlier, we're very fortunate that we live in the area that we do. You know, Mike, I was just talking to you uh, as we're getting ready for the show today. and You said you spent some time this past weekend doing kayaking.
2: Yeah, on the Westport River. Um, rode down the river yesterday and uh, planted myself on an island for a little while and just sat in the sun. It was beautiful. And, and think about how important it is to be able to
1: do that without having pollution in the river. Exactly. And that's that's one of the functions that the Buzzes Bay Coalition has served over the years. And so if you enjoy boating, if you enjoy fishing, if you enjoy going to the beach and swimming, you enjoy just looking at unpolluted water, then you need to support the Buzz's Bay Coalition. And I, I guess they could do that by becoming a member also, couldn't they?
0: Yeah, that's right. Right. Um, We've got, like I said, over 8,000 members. Membership start at just $35, so it's a, um, you know, a small gesture, but really um, goes a long way to help support clean water in Buzzards Bay, and you can join right on our website at savebuzzardsbay.org. Oh, good. Thanks. Is there a phone number somebody could call also if they wanted more information? Sure. It's 508-999-6363.
1: What I'd like to do is to give you a little bit of background, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and also, Mark, um, about uh, Tenney. Uh, because there's some interesting things about Tenny that you might not know. Uh, Tenny is a well-preserved lady. (laughs) Uh, I mean, she's been involved in preservation. (laughs) Did I say that right, Tenny?
3: I don't think so. No.
1: (laughs) Well, Tenny has been anxious and and very interested over the years in preserving uh, man-made things as well as your working in the natural world, and she's made some very significant contributions to this area that people don't necessarily realize. Uh, Besides the fact of having been a lawyer for uh, quite a long time now, longer than any of us can remember, um, she has had a very strong background in historic preservation. So uh, at one point in time, she was the uh, Deputy Assistant Secretary and Director of Development and Chief Planner for the Executive Office of Communities and Development in Boston. And she did a lot of work in um, uh, promoting grants and reviewing grants that help people preserve property. Um she was also the first uh, environmental officer and director of the Office of Historic Preservation in the city of New Bedford. Oh, that's great. And um besides that, along the way she's done a lot of other interesting things. Um a lot dealing with uh historic preservation, she's been involved in many, many real estate historic projects in New Bedford. Probably more than we can even uh name and, and uh, remember here. Um She's the past president of the Board of Directors of the uh, Joseph Grinnell Congregate Home in New Bedford, and she helped write uh, grants and raise money to uh, recreate that building. She's also the past president of uh, Whale, the Waterfront Historic Area League. So she's had really an immense um, input on historic preservation in New Bedford. And that's always been very, very important to Tenney.
0: That's uh, that, That's terrific. That's a great background. And, you know, we're an active participant in that. Our, our building in downtown New Bedford, which if folks come to the event we're talking about, they can see it, is uh, an old counting house that we refurbished about four or five years ago with a lot of help um, and support from the city and the, the Historic Preservation District. And um, we've got such great assets in New Bedford to protect those and restore those, I think, is really important. It's great work.
1: It is. And not only is it important to preserve our heritage and preserve our past, but it's it's just as important to preserve our natural environment. and That's the work of the Buzz's Bay Coalition. So I think you can share a lot of pride in being part of that organization, Mark.
0: Thanks, Ray, appreciate that.
1: We're talking with Mark Belanger, who's the Vice President of Development for the Buzz's Bay Coalition. And we've been talking a little bit about the event that's coming up on September 15th. It's a Tuesday night, six to eight o'clock. It's open to the public. They're at 114 Front Street, New Bedford. It's going to be on the fourth floor in their conference facility, but there is an elevator. And there are going to be three people speaking there uh, talking about estate planning and charitable giving and some very creative ways that you can make a difference. So whether it's big or whether it's small, we can all make a difference in how we protect our environment. And um, come to that event on uh, Tuesday, September 15th, and learn some more information.
3: I thought it might be useful if Mark could tell folks where exactly Front Street is and how to get to your building. Good point.
0: Sure. Um, front Street is the street that runs right parallel to Route 18 downtown. So if you know where Cork or Rose Alley or any of those restaurants are, that's, that's Front Street. And we're right along that building. And our entrance is on the side of the building. If you know New Bedford, you can walk right down the hill from the Whaling Museum and you'll see the Buzzards Bay Coalition sign right in front of you. And that's, uh, that's the entrance to our building.
3: Good. Thanks.
1: And um, Mark, I'm going to give you one little piece of information, one little nugget about myself. Um, I was the first president of the Lloyd Center for Environmental Studies.
0: Were you really? Good for you. That's a great organization.
1: I was asked to join that organization many, many years ago uh, by Vera Almgren, who was a a wonderful real estate broker in the community, and it was an unincorporated association. So I said, sure. So I went to the first meeting, and they said, would you help us form a corporation and get us tax identification? Number and get his tax exempt status. So we did all that, and they said, "Would you be the first president of the board of directors?"
0: That's great. They're they're doing some great work. They're in the middle of a big capital campaign as well, and, yes, they are. and really uh, have some great visions for the future. So that's yep. a terrific organization.
1: Well, you know, besides what Buzzes Bay Coalition does, and besides uh, the Lloyd Center, there's the Dartmouth Natural Resources Trust. How far does the reach of the Buzzes Bay Coalition extend?
0: So on, um, on this side of the bay, we go from Westport um, through Dartmouth, New Bedford, all the way up to Wareham. And then Buzzard's Bay, the coast of Buzzard's Bay is obviously on the Cape as well. So we do work in Falmouth and Bourne. Um, so it's all, all told, we, we serve about 17 cities and towns around the bay, um, including some that don't even touch the bay, um, Middleborough and Carver. Um, those are important because they're in what we call our watershed, and water from those towns ultimately flows into Buzzards Bay. So we work in towns uh, that don't even have, have a coastline on the bay. So do you go all the way to the Rhode Island border then? We do, we go all the way to Westport on the Rhode Island border. That's correct. Westport yep. on the Rhode Island border. Okay. Yep.
1: So that includes uh, Fall River then?
0: We 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 are not active in Fall River as an organization. That's not in our watershed. So okay. Um, you know, there's some great folks doing some terrific environmental work in, uh, in Fall River, but uh, not the coalition. Do
1: you, do you see the possibility of expanding that direction? I mean, you, you may not know this, and so I'm, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm just a curiosity question.
0: No, I, th- I think, you know, we we have a mission to serve um, our watershed, mm-hmm. which is pretty well defined. Um, but we're always looking for collaboration that we can do with other environmental organizations, both in our area and outside. And if we can share ideas and best practices, we're always happy to do that, too.
1: Okay. You know, Mike and Tenny, I know that in uh, your offices in uh, Lance Law, Inc., you've done work in the past with charitable remainder trusts, and um, I've done a lot of work in that area in the past as well. That can be a wonderful way for people to um, contribute to a charity. So, for example, let's say, uh, Mike, that somebody wants to sell a piece of property or sell some stock, something that has a highly appreciated uh, cost basis, so-called. But if they sell it, they're going to get stuck paying a lot of capital gains. One of the things they could do is they could take those assets and transfer them into a charitable remainder trust. And if you do that, then I know that you can still be the trustee of that trust, but once it's transferred into the charitable trust, which is a non-taxable event, by the way, then it can be sold and the individual does not have to pay capital gains tax. Then typically the money will get reinvested into something. We've done a lot of work in putting that money into annuities, for example, uh, because it's a more predictable kind of investment. And then the individual will receive money over the course of their lifetime or for a 20-year period, depends on the type of charitable trust. Um, There's about six basic types. And then when the person passes away at the end they will have named in that document in the charitable trust document a charity and it could be the buzzes bay coalition it could be the community foundation it can be a lot of nonprofit organizations so we've seen people who say well i want to sell something i don't want to really pay all the capital gains tax that i have to pay right now but if i do the charitable trust then i'm going to have income benefit during my lifetime And then when I'm gone, there's going to be a charity that I want to benefit that will also receive some funds. So it can be a wonderful thing to do, and it can also be done without having to give up any of your money really uh, to or losing money to the family because you can create a life insurance trust with a life insurance policy to replace some of the value that's what's going to charity. So it's a very interesting way to set aside funds, benefit yourself, save some taxes, benefit your family, uh, benefit a charity, and I often tell people it's like having your cake and eating it too. So I know, Tenny, you've been on the edge of some of those and you've done some of those for uh, clients with real estate in the past.
3: We have. Um, I think the important way to start talking about all of this is the fact that more and more people that we are seeing are facing what is called an estate tax. Uh, In Massachusetts, everyone has a $1 million exemption to the estate tax. uh, With a couple using a trust, they can protect $2 million. But more and more, we are finding people who have more than that in assets in their estate. And they really are not anxious to pay an estate tax. And so uh, what do we do? Well, one thing that we counsel them about all the time is doing either direct gifting to an entity like Buzzards Bay Coalition or to uh, sell assets, as Ray said, through a charitable remainder trust so that the capital gains are saved as well as the estate taxes. What people may not realize is that anything that is gifted from your estate upon your death to a verified charity, a 501c3 entity, comes directly out of your estate for purposes of calculating the estate tax.
1: In other words, it comes off the top.
3: Yeah. And uh, so a lot lot of people that we've seen lately have been interested in charitable gifting.
1: I know, Mike, that you and Tenny um, more recently have seen uh, people who are interested in doing something other than just leaving everything to their family. You know, why not do something good for society and do something to to help others as well?
2: Right. Uh, sometimes um, we've seen a situation where people don't really have much family to give things to, mm-hmm. so they'll give, you know, ninety, ninety-five percent of their assets to a charity or charities.
1: Right. So, yep. And um, that's a that's a wonderful thing to do. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't have to be a large amount. You don't have to have a larger estate necessarily to make a difference. There's things that you can do by joining the Buzzes Bay Coalition, for example, and as Mark has told us, it only costs $35 to join um, at the smallest level. There's an interesting quote I saw from a gentleman uh, named uh, Mike McIntyre. He wrote a book called The Kindness of Strangers. He said, sometimes those who give the most are the ones with the least to spare because people do tend to be generous. But, you know, when it's generosity in the name of an organization that's not only going to help you, but help the generations to come, your children, your grandchildren, then I think it's even more special. And uh, Booker T. Washington, in his book Up From Slavery, once wrote, those who are happiest are those who do the most for others. And it's in line with our message of charity today and helping to preserve our environment, and preserve Buzzards Bay. So, Mark, uh, what do you do on Buzzards Bay for yourself? Do you swim? Do you boat?
0: I do. I'm lucky to live uh, only a couple hundred yards from the beach, and so my family and I try to get down there as much as we can um, and, uh, you know, swim and snorkel and and just enjoy the water. And... uh, I was recently, by my neighbor, given a sailboat, a um, small sailboat. So we're going to take up sailing and, and get out there on the bay soon.
1: How, how long a boat is it? 15 feet. Okay. Have you sailed before?
0: I sailed when I was a kid, but my daughter's been taking lessons for the last three or four years, so she's going to be our captain.
1: She can teach you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, learning how to sail is a wonderful thing. Do you sail, Mike? I don't, no. Do you powerboat? I do. I have a small powerboat, yeah. But your engine doesn't pollute anything, does it? I hope not. No. <laughs> No, well, boating is something that is just great to do, but you're going to enjoy sailing.
0: We're looking forward to it.
1: Uh, does it have one sail or more than one? No, just one sail.
0: Okay. Just one sail.
1: Good. Well, um, we uh, enjoy that uh, very much. We're meeting this morning and talking this morning with Mark Bellinger, who's the Vice President for Development of the Buzzers Bay Coalition. We have an event coming up on September 15th, a Tuesday night, and... We invite you to come to that. We're going to come back in just a minute and talk a little bit more about that event, Uh, Mark. And ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned as we talk more about the Buzzard's Bay Coalition. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Money Wise. And thank you again for listening every Saturday morning and every Sunday morning as you do to us. We appreciate it. We like to think that we can show you some things that will be helpful to your family and helpful to your money. There's ways that you can do good with your money by making a charitable contribution. If you go to a church, you can sometimes give a charitable contribution uh, to your church. By the way, if you give something to the Buzzards Bay Coalition, I assume that part of the membership is tax deductible. Um,
0: 100% is tax deductible. 100%, yeah. Okay.
1: And this morning, ladies and gentlemen, again, we're meeting with Attorney Michael Coleman and Attorney Tenny Lance from Lance Law, Inc., and also with Mark Bellinger, who's Vice President of Development for the Buzzards Bay Coalition. They're having a very special event, which is coming up very shortly. It's on Tuesday, September 15th, and it's going to be 6 o'clock at night to 8 o'clock at night at the offices of the Buzzards Bay Coalition, 114 Front Street, New Bedford. And Mark, this is entirely free, is that correct?
0: Yeah, it's free to the public, and uh, it's going to be some great information and some great speakers like Tenny and, and others that, to help folks um, learn a bit more about estate planning and learn about some charitable giving options.
1: And Tenny, you're going to be a speaker that night as well and talk about estate planning.
3: I am. I'm very um, honored, as I said, to be have been asked to be a part of this program, and I look forward to... Uh, speaking also with Craig Dutra, whom I've known for years. He's at the Community Foundation for Southeastern Mass. Um, And then you have another speaker as well, Mark?
0: Yeah, that's right. We're going to have some folks from Bay State Financial there as well um, talking about um, some estate planning options.
1: Yeah, Craig Dutra is a very uh, dynamic guy. Indeed. So uh, that'll be fun. That'll be a very interesting event. It's not terribly long, and there's also going to be some refreshments that night. Um, but no, no, Cohogs. I think you said. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I won't press you on that. All right.
3: My brother was here visiting with us this past weekend. He lives in North Carolina, and his very, very favorite things on earth are swordfish and mussels. And he had both of them while he was here. He was so thrilled.
1: You know, Mark, the uh, the pelican is often used as a symbol for charity in different charitable organizations, and uh, uh, G.K. Chesterton, who wrote The Man Who Was Thirsty, once said, he wondered why the pelican was the symbol of charity, except it was that it wanted a good deal of charity to admire a pelican. <laughs> <laughs> so think about pelicans when you think about charities. Right. We don't have any pelicans <laughs> in this part of the country, though, do we?
0: We don't. We're, we're, we have uh, osprey, though. That's, uh, that's a unique bird that we have here.
1: So. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they're beautiful. Indeed. And we've recovered the the osprey in this area, haven't we?
0: We have. You know, it was really DDT back in the 70s that, that did, did them in, or not did them in, but almost did them in, and uh, the, the numbers have, have rebounded uh, terrifically. And not not a lot of people know that uh, Buzzard's Bay was actually named for the osprey. When the first explorers came, they thought they thought they were buzzards, um, right. and that's where the name of Buzzard's Bay came from. And to. I read that on I'll your website, actually. Yeah. I
3: didn't know that. Did you see any um, wildlife when you were out on the river this past weekend, Mike?
2: Yep, there are nests uh, set up on the islands on the river. So I see ospreys out there diving into the water, catching the fish. Um, we also have vultures out in Westport, turkey vultures, I believe. So I saw some of those. Those are well, that figures. big, big birds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a vulture.
0: Yeah,
1: I've seen plenty of osprey. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen eagles. Um, do we have eagles in this area, Mark?
0: I, I don't know the answer to that, Ray. I'm not mm-hmm.
1: sure.
3: I know well, that, that there are eagles up on the ponds in Lakeville. I don't know if they're down this way.
1: Yeah, yeah we have hawks. We have a pair of nesting hawks. Uh, we live in Dartmouth, and uh, there's a vegetated area out there, and there's a pair of hawks. And they're great fun to watch. Um, I'll tell you something that I probably shouldn't tell you as an environmentalist, but we do occasionally put some feed out for the birds in the uh, wintertime because we feel sorry for them. But then we see the little birds on the ground, and we see the hawks up above watching the little birds. So we help provide food for the hawks. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, it's a lot of fun. Well, I know Buses Bay Coalition was formed in 1987. It is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Um, And I know you got some startup funding from the United States uh, Environmental Protection Agency. Do they provide any support still?
0: Uh, we do get some uh, some funding from the EPA and as well from the state, um, but over eighty percent of our funding comes from individual donors, folks just like you and me who who are passionate about our mission and, and support our cause. But we have a we do have a great relationship um, with state agencies and with the federal government who support some of our important projects. Now,
1: Mark, I know that you're um, the money guy, the development officer. Yeah. Um, but, um, and you're not really a scientist, but I want to ask you one question. I was doing some reading, and I've read in the past about nitrogen loading in the soil, because if people who live near the water or anywhere in the watershed area um, use chemical fertilizers, it puts nitrogen into the ground.
0: That, that's right, Ray. I mean, our our uh, biggest problem right now in Buzzard's Bay is nitrogen pollution. Um, and surprisingly, a lot of folks um, obviously uh, think that the that that's coming from fertilizer, and that's one source. But over 70% of it actually is from um, from folks like you and me and our septic systems. That's oh, the, that's actually that. the biggest problem for Buzzards Bay right now. Um, you know, this area grew slowly and didn't have the same infrastructure that other areas in Massachusetts mm-hmm. have. Um, so we don't have, a lot of places don't have town sewer. And as this, the area has grown and we have more year-round residents, um, it's more and more pressure put on these septic systems and cesspools. And that um, they... Uh, release nitrogen into the into the bay. So that's actually our biggest problem right now, and we're uh, we're doing a lot of work with cities and towns around the bay and a lot of really interesting projects to try to find uh, new innovative ways to reduce that nitrogen coming from septics.
1: Is it possible to do certain kinds of treatment in, in septic systems that will create less nitrogen for the ground?
0: There are. They have what they call nitrogen-reducing septic systems, um, and uh, there's some great work being done there. For instance, Wareham now mandates um, that any new construction has to have a nitrogen-reducing septic system, um, which goes even further than your sort of typical Title V system. So there's some great technology out there um, Mm. that helps remove that nitrogen, and so we're hoping that um, more cities and towns get on board with that, and more sort of enlightened homeowners as well think about the next time they have to upgrade their, their system that they think about a nitrogen-reducing system.
1: You know, what really amazed me when I was doing some of the reading on your website is to realize that um, how significant Buzzards Bay is and how significant it was recognized um, by the EPA uh, way back in 1984. Apparently, there were only four places in the country that they focused on, focused their attention on to try to uh, improve the area. One was in uh, Narragansett Bay in Rhode Island, San Francisco Bay in California, Puget Sound in Washington, and Buzzards Bay in Massachusetts.
0: Yeah, we're really lucky to have that designation. Um, One of the great things we have in this area is because uh, it's been slower to grow than some other areas along the eastern seaboard, we didn't have the same degradation in Buzzards Bay that you saw in the Chesapeake or in Long Island Sound and some of those places that you hear a lot about. So, we were we were handed a real um, a real gem, and we're trying to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the fight to stop nitrogen pollution and other oil spills and the other threats to Buzzards Bay is is the work we do every day.
1: And we've had oil spills, haven't we?
0: We have. Uh, you know, the we biggest the one back in spill. in two thousand three. Um, and since, since that time, knock on wood, we haven't had any major spills. And one of the reasons we like to think is um, there's some of the strongest uh, laws in Massachusetts and particularly in Buzzards Bay that mean any oil barge that's coming through the bay has to have two escorts rather than just one. Mm. And that really helps um, ensure that if a, tank, if a barge gets loose or if one of the tugs has a problem, there's always a backup. So that was a law that was passed in 2004 in response to that, to that oil spill.
1: Okay, well, that's good to hear. Now, we know that nitrogen pollution is bad. We know that most of it comes from septic systems, as you've just told us. Um, are, are you doing things with communities that have waterfront and shorefront to have, like, easements? Are you collecting easements where you won't have development along those areas?
0: Yeah, that's right. We do a lot of land protection work um, and try to preserve open space along the bay. That that acts as a natural filter for the bay. Um, mm-hmm. So we just did um, a, a huge project uh, in Mattapoiset and Fairhaven, in collaboration with lots of state and federal agencies to protect 400 acres right on Naskatucket Bay, um, which is a small little bay off of Buzzards Bay. And it's a beautiful area that was slated for a golf course and and you know dozens that's, and dozens of homes, and now it'll be green space forever. That's in Fairhaven? Fairhaven and Mattapoiset, yeah. Okay. I so know exactly you, where that property is. Yeah.
3: So if people are landowners and they are o- at or near the water's edge, um, should they be in touch with you if they would like to donate?
0: They should They should absolutely. Uh, absolutely. They uh, can can support us and be in touch with, uh, they can give me a call anytime at 508-999-6363 or check out our website at savebuzzersbay.org. Um, and they can call if they have questions, too, about what they can do. Um in their daily lives to reduce pollution and help protect the bay there's you know we can we can all reduce our use of fertilizers there's lots of different things that we can do to try to have an impact in our homes.
3: Are you you accepting of um, sort of scattered sites or do you try to concentrate ownership in a particular area?
0: Yeah so we as an organization we really you know our mission is to protect clean water in the bay so when we think about land protection we really think about um, coastal land and wa- and land along waterways which is really the most important for us to protect and help protect clean water. Um, we do a lot of work with um, all of the local land trusts so in Dartmouth and Westport and Marion and uh, all the towns around so if there's a if there's a particular parcel or project that doesn't necessarily meet our goals um, we can coordinate with another organization to help protect that.
1: Mm. You know, Mark, uh, you probably don't realize something else about me. I told you I'm going to give you a couple of surprises this morning. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. About 20 years ago, I was called upon to represent the owners of one half of West Island in Fairhaven, and it was a water company out of New Jersey. It was owned by the uh, Governor Keene family, yep. Republican governor. Sure. And their original plan was to develop that into housing and condos. The whole uh, eastern half of the island. Mm-hmm. And what we did instead is we began negotiations, and I was uh, practicing law at the time, and represented them. We ended up doing a bargain sale, I think it was a million and a half dollars, to the Department of Environmental Management. So that whole eastern half of West Island is now preserved forever as open space.
0: Yeah, that's that's a beautiful, beautiful spot. I mean, it it's is. one of the unique spots on Buzzards Bay. You go out to West Island, the water is so clear out there. You're, you're yeah. so far on the bay. It's just absolutely gorgeous. And- that's a project we talk about a lot. I mean, that's the one of, if not the biggest, one of the biggest land conservation projects ever on Buzzards Bay. And really, um, I think, set the tone for a lot of work to come after that. So congratulations for being a part of that. That's well, great. I told
1: you I gave you a few surprises yeah. this morning. <laughs> you see, um, Tenny and I have some interesting things in our background that we don't always get to share with people. Well, good for you guys. <laughs> good for you guys. And uh, that's why we're so well-preserved, right, Tenny? <laughs> 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 Let me give you one uh, more quotation. Go ahead, Tenny. Uh,
3: of note for people, though, is that any donation to an organization like Mark's uh, can qualify as a charitable gift and can save you on estate taxes. So tying it back to the subject of this seminar next week.
1: Yep, and um, Tenny and uh, Attorney Mike uh, We've got some wonderful resources if people are looking for more detailed information on different kinds of plan-giving techniques that can be used. Um, I actually went about, I guess maybe six months ago, to a conference up in Boston, and they provided a free book as well called Plan Giving in a Nutshell, and the author was the speaker. In fact, I'll give you this copy, Mark, that you can keep. That's excerpts from it. It's not the whole thing. And um, I didn't realize until I got back that I had actually purchased that same book on Amazon uh, probably a year or so ago um, because I'm involved in doing planned giving as well as Tanny and Mike in other areas of our lives. We also have another interesting book, which is called um, Visual Planned Giving. And it really is a very useful little book with lots of diagrams and maps, so it makes it really easy what's going on. So if anybody is interested in talking to Mike or Tenny at some point about setting up a donation uh, for their favorite charity or in their estate plan or doing something particularly to help Buzz's Bay. I mean, what better thing could we do than protect our environment? You know, it's not just for us. We, We hear stories all the time about global warming and all the other problems that we're having. But gosh, if we don't take some steps ourselves to be good stewards for what we have, then our grandchildren will have to blame us later if we don't. So join the Buzz's Bay Coalition. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt, one of my favorite people, once said, There is not a man of us who does not at times need a helping hand to be stretched out to him. And then shame upon him who will not stretch out the helping hand to his brother. Now, that was uh, Theodore Roosevelt. But we have to help each other, whether it's uh, in charitable causes, whether it's in church, whether it's the Buzzards Bay Coalition. Um, Mark, um, we're talking with Mark Belanger, the Vice President of Development from the Buzzards Bay Coalition. I just want to remind people again of this important event that's coming up, and it's going to be next Tuesday, September 15th. It's going to be 6 to 8 o'clock at night at the uh, headquarters of Buzzers Bay Coalition, 114 Front Street, New Bedford. There is an elevator, and there will be refreshments, lobster tails. (laughs)
0: I'm sorry.
1: I won't do that anymore to you, (laughs) But, Mark, uh, tell us again, what's the general vicinity if somebody would like to go? What's, what's nearby this building?
0: Yeah, but it's right in downtown New Bedford on Front Street, which is parallel to Route 18. It's the same, uh, same street where you would find Cork and Rose Alley. Um, and it's right down the hill from the Whaling Museum. So if you are leaving the Whaling Museum, you turn right and walk down the hill, and you'll see our building and a big sign out front.
1: Yeah, you know, we have some wonderful treasures in our city, don't we, including the Whalen Museum. It's a world-class museum.
0: It, it really is. It's a fabulous facility. The renovations they're currently doing there now are, are terrific. And we're happy to say they're a partner in this program we're doing next Tuesday, um, along with UMass Dartmouth. And mm-hmm. so we're, we're really proud to partner with both those regional, those organizations, which are so important to this region.
3: And you, uh, as a coalition, have done a wonderful job with that building. Every time I come down Route 18, I just love to look at the the uh, natural stone. And there's some sort of a uh, uh, sculpture out front.
0: There is a sculpture um, done by a local artist John Magnan, which is called Eelgrass. Um, so if you guys have ever swum in Harbors and coves around Buzzards Bay—you'll often see eelgrass on the on the bottom of the bay. That's actually a, a sign of a really healthy bay. Oh, it is, and it's almost a mascot for our organization. We love to see eelgrass because um, it means the bay is is really healthy. So, um, John uh, did the those those sculptures for us, and they're out in front of our building. They're really uh, really neat, really neat. I Terrific
1: like-
3: addition to the downtown. Yeah.
1: I just dug out my swim fins and my mask and my snorkel last night. In fact, it's all over my living room floor, unfortunately. <coughs> but uh, we'll, we'll pick it up. I will pick it up, Tenny. And, uh, but I love snorkeling. It's nice when you have clear water that you can see things in. So um, I, I'm glad to learn more about the Buzzes Bay Coalition. I, I think that the work that you've done is so valuable and probably not as well as appreciated as it ought to be. But, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to learn more about the Buzzards Bay Coalition, um, give Mark a call. What's your phone number, Mark?
0: 508-999-6363. And you can check out our website, too, which is SaveBuzzardsBay.org.
1: Yep, great website. And I've seen all the stickers as well. Michael, attorney Michael Coleman, tell us some of the – give us a quick shopping list of some of the main estate planning documents people ought to be doing to do their estate plan.
2: Uh, well, we normally, based on the size of someone's estate, um, we normally advise them to have a trust, um, a pour-over will. Uh, if you don't have either of those, you should certainly have powers of attorney, a general durable power of attorney, a health care proxy. Um, without those documents in place, someone would have to go to court and be appointed guardian or conservator for you if something were to happen. You couldn't make decisions on your own. So we think those are some of the basic documents to have. Again, depending on the size of the estate, uh, we could do other sorts of trusts like irrevocable life insurance trusts or charitable remainder trusts, like you said. So those are some of the
1: basics. And how does somebody reach you, Mike?
2: Um, We can be reached at 508-998-8800. And we also have some upcoming seminars. So if you can't make it to uh, the event that we've been talking about today, you can come to one of our seminars those are uh, starting on Monday, September 21st. We have one at the Fairhaven Hampton Inn, and that's from 6.30 to 8 p.m. at night. We have another one on Tuesday, September 2nd at the Century House in Acushnet. 22nd. Again, yeah, the 22nd. Uh, again, that's 6.30 to 8 p.m. We have one on Thursday um, from 2 to 3.30 p.m. That's at our office, Lance Law. That's at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. And again, on Saturday, September 26th, from 10 to 11.30, we have another one at our office, again, at 352 Fonce Corner Road in Dartmouth.
1: And, Mike, will you be presenting at that event?
2: I will. Both Tenny and I will be there, and we'll be talking for maybe about an hour and a half about estate planning, and we'll be available to answer any questions you might have.
1: Okay. Tenny, what is the topic for those series of seminars that you're doing?
3: It's a basic estate planning seminar, but we also go into... uh, protection of your assets if you are or might be involved with a nursing home in the future. So we talk about estate planning, uh, all of the, the things that Mike just mentioned, living trusts and wills and durable powers of attorney and health care documents. But then we talk about preserving your estate in case a nursing home might loom in your future.
1: And are those seminars free?
3: They are absolutely free. Uh, we do ask that if you would like to come to one of these that you call our office so we have a sense of account uh, and have enough refreshments for you. So you our, are making
1: reservations?
3: Yes, okay, please. And our office phone number is 508-998-8800.
1: And so, Tenny, are you serving cohogs and lobster, tails? <laughs> no? Never mind.
3: You're allergic to lobster. Stop <laughs> right. mentioning it.
1: lobster anymore. <laughs> A year ago, I suddenly developed a lobster allergy. I can't (laughs) eat it anymore. But in any event, uh, so there's some wonderful opportunities to uh, learn more about Buzzers Bay Coalition, to learn more about uh, estate planning, and also about charitable giving techniques, ladies and gentlemen. And there's no excuse for not coming to one of these conferences. Uh, Tuesday, September 15th, 6 to 8 o'clock at night, 114 Front Street, New Bedford. And if you'd like to make um, arrangements to go to that, call the Buzzards Bay Coalition. Actually, you don't need to make a reservation, you said.
0: You don't need to make a reservation. You can come, but if you have questions about the event, you can give us a call at 508-999-6363.
1: And your website is savebuzzardsbay.org. That's correct. Okay. Well, some great stuff. So area residents can receive free advice in estate planning and charitable giving at this seminar on Tuesday, September 15th. We hope that you can attend. And... Um, what do you see as the future for Buzzes Bay Coalition? Where do you think that the organization will go? Will it just continue to grow more members?
0: Well, I, I sure hope so. <laughs> that, that's my job is to, to, to spread the word and, and get more people to support us. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think we've still got a lot of work to do. I mean, we've done so much, as, as we've talked about today, but uh, with this problem of nitrogen pollution, I think that's a, not an easy fix. It's mm-hmm. a decades-long problem. Um, we're seeing some progress in the right direction, but we're going to keep working to, to make sure we, uh, we solve that problem once and for all. But, uh, you know, this area is an area with so many immense resources, but there's a lot of people and there's a lot of uses for the bay. So I think there's always going to be issues that we need to stay on top of and make sure that we act as an advocate for the bay.
1: Here's a question I don't know the answer to is, do you go out as far as the Elizabeth Islands?
0: We do. We actually... Um, Teddy Hunk? We actually serve the town of Gosnold as well, which includes the Elizabeth Islands and Cudihunk. Um So I was actually just out there a few weeks ago for an event with some of our members, and we mm-hmm. uh, we do water quality monitoring out there as well. Our boat goes out to Cuddyhunk Harbor, and it's a really special spot out there. And uh, it is. so we do uh, we do serve the folks out there as well.
3: What was um, interesting to me what you said on. Earlier in the broadcast was the amount of support that you get from your membership, as opposed to grants. I was always under the impression that Buzzards Bay Coalition was largely supported by state or or public funds.
0: No, it's over eighty percent of our funding um, on an operating basis on an annual you know our annual basis comes from our members. Our over eight thousand members, and that number's really grown dramatically over the last ten years, um, and has allowed us to continue. To do some of the work that we're doing. So we really do depend on uh, folks just like you and me to, to support the organization.
3: Important for people to remember and think about that.
0: Well, at that event,
1: Tenny, I know you're going to have handouts on um, charitable giving and charitable remainder trusts. So there'll be material that people can receive as well. But this has been an interesting topic, Mark, and I very much appreciate your being with us this morning. Uh, Mark Bellinger, Um who's the uh, Vice President of Development for Buzzes Bay Coalition. Thank you very much for being here.
0: Oh, it was my pleasure to talk with you guys.
1: We hope you have a very successful event on Tuesday, September 15th, 6 to 8 o'clock, 114 Front Street in Bedford. You don't need to make a reservation. There will be mystery refreshments. <laughs> we don't know what they are, but we'll have They'll be delicious, I promise. They'll be delicious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Attorney Michael Coleman, uh, thank you always for being here. You're very knowledgeable in the area of estate planning. And uh, tell us very quickly, again, the dates of your seminars that you've got coming up.
2: Yeah, we have four seminars coming up. The first one's on Monday, September 21st at 6.30. That's at the Fairhaven Hampton Inn. The second one is on Tuesday, September 22nd. That's at the Century House in Akushnet, again, at 6.30 p.m. Uh, The third one's on Thursday, September 24th. That's at our office the Lance Law Office 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. That's at 2 o'clock. And finally, we have one on Saturday, September 26th at 10 a.m., again at the Lance Law Office. So if you'd like to make a reservation for any of those, you can either call us at 508-998-8800, or we also have a website, lancelawinc.com.
1: Thank you, Michael. And Tenny, thank you for being with us. Um, Always, um, you have so much knowledge to share with people, and I think we're looking forward to having you be a speaker at the Buzzards Bay Coalition event. Thank you. uh, Which is also co-sponsored by the New Bedford Whaling Museum and the UMass Dartmouth Foundation. So thank you all. Ladies and gentlemen, come to these wonderful events, learn something, and see what you can do to help preserve our Buzzards Bay and our environment. Thank you so much for listening.